On this episode of Score to Screen, I have the pleasure of speaking with Emmy Award-winning composer Jeff Russo. Jeff composed the Sony Music soundtrack from the MGM FXP crime drama series, Fargo Year 4, which is available to stream on FX and Hulu. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. No problem. You've now scored all four seasons of the show with Emmy nominations year one and two and then a win in year three. It must have really felt great returning to this franchise for year four. Yeah, it's amazing. Fargo is a master class in character and narrative. Noah's writing is always so spectacular. It just affords me an unbelievable opportunity to be able to write music for these characters and these stories where I wouldn't normally have that opportunity to do what I'm able to do with the music in Fargo. We definitely stretch some boundaries and my sandbox is quite big and I'm asked to sort of push the envelope. So it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of really sort of artistically invigorating moments. Tell us a bit about your workflow with creator, writer, director Noah Hawley. The workflow begins with the first script. He sends me his first scripts, and then we talk about what it is he's looking for in terms of tone and instrumentation and style. And that's where it begins. And then that's sort of where that leaves me. And then I I start writing. You know, I remember summer of 2019 is when he sent me the first couple of scripts for Fargo 4 and then explained what it is he was looking for. So I read those scripts and then sort of come up with a game plan in terms of like what I think the sound of the score is going to be and what I think the different non-musical sounds that I like to incorporate into the scores will be. In the case of Fargo 4, I really began with the sound of a chalkboard and writing on a chalkboard, which was meant to sort of give life to the idea of Ethel Rita and her morality. She really was the moral center of the show, so I really wanted to give that life in the score. I used that as a way to give us some pace as well. She had a lot of gumption. She had a lot of spirit. And I wanted to sort of incorporate that into the sound of the score as well. And that's sort of where the beginning of the creative collaboration and that creative process begins. And with a cast that includes Chris Rock, Jason Schwartzman, Timothy Oliphant, leading a great ensemble of actors, you said these characters made for the most interesting musical puzzle. Can you tell us how you went about scoring with these personalities in mind? I get all of my ideas from the script because I start writing and sketching theme ideas as I'm reading. The reason why my conversations with Noah are so important is because I do start writing from the script stage and that's all internalized. These characters have their own life before the actors give them life. That sort of goes hand in hand as they develop, they sort of develop together. That's a big part of my creative process in trying to find what the characters are. As I see the scenes and as I see the performances, I adapt and those pieces get adapted as I'm watching. Year four is a tale of immigration, assimilation, and power, and for the first time goes back in time, set in 1950 Kansas City. How does the storyline shape the way you score each of the 11 episodes, and is there an overall musical arc to the entire season? Well, there is an overall musical arc to the entire season. 
from the beginning to the end, there's a single story told. So I try to incorporate that musically as well with having there be a true beginning to the musical journey and then at the end, a true end to it. One of the things you'll notice about that is how final I feel like I'm trying to make the music sound in episode 11 versus how unknown it is meant to sound at the very beginning because you really have no idea what's going to happen. scores of the past have leaned more on rock or epic sweeping movie themes, season four, which is set in 1950, has to go back in time and does go back in time. And the storefronts and the cars and the clothing are all period. And most importantly, for the setting of the mood, the music has to go back in time. And you got into jazz a bit on season four, cues like You're Open, which of course quotes Duke Ellington's famous Caravan, or Trumpet for Lemuel. did talk about how to incorporate the jazz style into a score simply because of our time. But what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to make a score that was period. But jazz does play a big role in that time period. One of the first things we talked about was Caravan and how in the fabric of the time we discussed incorporating it into this big open and you know I thought well, how great would it be for me to sort of evolve that melody into the score and to have it go through these stylistic pieces even up to and through like some weird alternative rock version of it which happens sort of later in that section. show is inspired by the 1996 Coen Brothers film, which at this point is one of the greatest films of our generation. How much were you thinking about the musical sound of the film in creating season four? I really haven't thought much about the music from the film since season one. You know, one of the things I thought was really necessary was to stay connected to the feel of the music in the movie. And it was very dramatic and very cinematic. And that was the thing that I wanted to make sure was included in our soundtracks and make sure I wrote music that had that sort of ideal connected to it. Other than that, there really isn't much of a thing that connects the movie to the television series musically except for the feel of it, like the coldness and the juxtaposition of the beauty of the soundtrack versus what you may see on screen. The absurdity of the violence backed by a 
beautiful sounding cinematic score. So I know that there is a through line and there needed to be a through line from the film to the show, but what we really wanted to do was forge our own identity. From a melodic standpoint, it stands apart from the movie, but from a feel and tonality standpoint, there is that through line. I can hear that in several of the cues you're referencing the feel of the film, for instance, the main theme, and which is kind of obvious, but also in Ethel Rita or It's Done or Mayhem. One of the things that draws me to this sort of material is being able to really dive into the drama. That particular piece of music, and Mayhem and Mayhem Part Two, they're very dramatic. One of the things I really love about that is how that relates to the story. I really like pressing in on the drama. I tend to like to write dramatic sounding music. And a lot of times what works so well here is how that juxtaposes against, say, something that might be sort of offbeat. And that is part of what makes Fargo Fargo. would be in a cue like the Spanish-Italian, which is such a nice, upbeat cue. A little bit of a change of pace. bit about the battle hymn cue and how that's used? The battle hymn, from a musical standpoint, you know, I sort of did my own arrangement of the original battle hymn from, I don't even know when it came into existence. We wanted to extend that feeling into this episode because it really was a long drawn out war between two factions in this season. And that really lent itself to that narrative. I started that early on in the series and we had thought we might use it earlier on in the series, but we didn't end up utilizing it until the very end of the series as sort of like a funeral dirge.
how does your life as a lead guitarist, songwriter, and founding member of Tonic compare with being a film and TV composer? They're not really related. I definitely utilize my origins to help me figure out what I'm doing currently. It definitely has its effect on how I write because I'm not classically trained. I've always written pieces of music for film and TV with the same ideals I use to write songs and or guitar riff and or harmonization of songs that my band mates have brought. But I don't know that they're connected really in any other way other than how it affects my writing. I do look at it as two very different playing fields and I'm extremely fortunate to be able to have both in my life because I don't like to get stagnant and I don't like to feel like I've been doing too much of the same thing over and over and over again. So when I get to jump back and forth between those two writing ideals, it definitely does clear the cobwebs. Jeff Russo, thanks very much for coming on the podcast to discuss your great score for Fargo Year 4. Thanks for having me. Thank you.